All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. My two front teeth. See, my two front teeth. Gee, if I could only have my two front teeth, then I could wish you Merry Christmas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Vault Studios NFL podcast. I'm your host, James Arthur. And not joining me as always is Richie Garraway. No. He doesn't join me as always. He's done. He's but out. He's out. He's, he's on his off season. Um, he put in his leave. Didn't get accepted. Took it anyway. Doesn't give a crap. No, he just didn't show up. Just didn't show up. Yeah. But joining me is never fear. We don't need to worry because joining me is the great man himself, Dan Stewart. Back Hello. behind the mic. Full time now, buddy. No, uh, no two ways about it. <laughs> the Alliance has got you up and about. All right, listen, we're we're here to touch on the Alliance after a couple quick things, but the Alliance uh, was a lot better than I expected. Was it perfect? No, but we'll touch on that. I thoroughly enjoyed it, though, and I'm looking forward to at least hopefully a season. We had, an, we had a season of XFL. As if we get a season of the Alliance, I'll, I'll be happy. Why don't we do some housekeeping to start with? Housekeeping? I've just realized the whiteboard's behind me now and in front of me, but that's yeah. okay. I've swapped because... I want Dan to... I don't want me to be blocking Dan. Yep. So, yep. Um, website, vaultstudio.com.au. You can head there for all our um, all our bits and bobs, podcasts, everything like that. Regan's article go on... Regan wrote his first article for us. Well, he, he yeah. sent it to us for our thoughts and then I said, hey, I'll put it on the website. And he said, okay. So, I put it on the website. So, it's up now. I'll actually put a post in the uh facebook live at the moment but you can find it on the website if you're listening to the podcast actually uh, um bruce first it was his first ever writing um never done it before so regan outstanding job um i don't think people would even think it was your first time writing when they read it so it's on um the arizona hot shots yes hot shots and uh the alliance to start with and then he's got a little bit about the hot shots because regan chose the hot shots yes beautiful so um, I did get interrupted. That was our website, Vault. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Search The Vault Studio on Twitter. We are The Vault at The Vault underscore studio. Uh, you can go to our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash The Vault Studio. There is a $1 a month and a $5 a month contribution. If you would like to help out and you can't afford to help out, it would be very much appreciated. All the proceeds go back to making the, the studio bigger and better um, to keep, you know, siphoning things in to keep giving you guys the best content we can possibly give so um, if you can yeah. spare it it would be very much appreciated if not though it's not a big deal that's fine just keep enjoying just the tell show. your friends to watch us listen yep. share it around as always like give us a rating on itunes we haven't had a rating for a while no if you I haven't mean, given us a rating yeah. yet jump on your itunes or you can do it off your android can't you yeah well different app but not on itunes but yeah yeah well go, go on whichever app you want it doesn't have to be itunes go on whichever app you want and give us a a review and a rating and uh, that that all goes a long way um i want to give a quick shout out to a guy um dave barron's his name he runs the nfl sydney nfl supporters and that's a group on facebook so if you live in sydney and like to be in that group um i'm in the group so i don't think it really matters if you're in sydney or not i'm not sure but they've been a great supporter of us he messaged me during the week and asked if we would like to go to a trivia night in um sydney now obviously me and dan are in melbourne um and we couldn't. And he, after explaining it to me, I have to admit I was um, I was pretty touched. It's for a friend of his, uh, Ryan Shaw, who passed away of leukemia. So he's having a charity night. Um, it's $10 a ticket or it's $50 for a table, which is six people. So it's six tickets. Um, it is at All Hands Brewing House on March 6th at 6.30 p.m. There are prizes. So it's, it's a trivia night. There's first... 
Uh, prizes for first, second, and third, plus games and raffles and auctions through the night. So if you can get there, do yourselves a favor. If you live in Sydney, get there. Now, we've bought a table, the Vault Studio table. Um, Lewis, our great man from the Fantasy Football Podcast, was apparently like six foot 42, and we didn't even know. He's like eight foot five. He should yeah. play in the NBA. Yeah, he's pretty much... Like he looks like a European basketball player. Yeah. Um, shoulders are broader. That's our only problem. Big bastard. Um, so he he's going to be there to to, um, to represent us. We've told him if he doesn't win, he's not welcome back. So he needs to get it done. But we just want to mention that that's Mark Barron. And have you got the link? Do you want me to send you the link to? Yeah, send me the link. I'm going to send you the link, and Dan's going to uh, post it in uh, in the chat. In the chat. All right. I wouldn't tell me. I'm not very good with this sort of stuff. You know that, Dan. No. Uh, Dan Stewart uh, Sam, so put that in the chat so yep. if, you, if you can't get there and you live in Sydney you're an NFL fan even if you're not get down there um, all hands brewing house someone said all hands brewing do co all hands brewing co no it says all hands brewing house on my my information I was given so it might be the same place I want I'm not sure either way get on board buy a ticket of, um, did you put it up putting it up. Um, you put it up now so that, that'll be up in the chat at some point uh, just want to let everyone know what the process is going to be from now on. I am starting to do a lot of interviews. I'm going to try and I'm aiming for an interview every second episode um, with guys from America, um, hopefully NFL players, hopefully some beat writers, all that sort of stuff. So what that means is this will be the last live show um, for the 2018 season, I guess. What we will become will still be the podcast. So get on all your, your podcast carrier. Follow the Vault Studio NFL podcast. We will not be a live show anymore purely because I can't tack an interview onto the live show. I have to do it as a as of audio. And it also gives myself and Dan a little bit of flexibility for the off-season with when we record, what times we record. So it'll still come out the same time. Obviously, we're a day late today. Dan had an important meeting last night, so we're a day late. Obviously, if we're not doing a live video, we can still record those nights a bit later and we can release every Wednesday still. So that's the plan for the off-season. It's a shame. We do love the live videos and they will be back. The idea is they're going to be an in-season thing and they'll yeah. start from our team previews. So yep. um, basically, you, if you work back from the season, we have our big prediction night and then we go division at a time. If you predict back from there, that will be when our live shows start again. So yeah. unless there's something special that comes up that we want to put on live, but... And we do have things planned to make them better. I've I've got things planned to Dan, make them better. Producer so, Dan behind the camp, you know, in front of the camp. I won't I won't stop learning all the different things. You know, I learned that thing last week where I can make us nice. be able to hear what's on video. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lewis said, "How will we get our gun show fix?" Lewis, I'll send you pictures and just look in the mirror, <laughs> you fucking seven foot five behemoth. <laughs> all right, you selfish bastard. Try he wants your show and his show, yeah. jerk. Nora's a yeah. lucky woman. Um, uh, okay, should we get into a bit of the news? Uh, you want to do news first? Yeah, yeah let's, let's start with first. the news. Okay, uh, first news. Let's. We're only going to do quick three things. We're we're going to go quick. So first up, uh, Brown signed Kareem Hunt. Shocking some, not everyone, but some. Um, what are your thoughts? I, I don't get. I, like, I don't mind him being back in the NFL. I think he's going to be suspended all of next season. I, I you reckon a full season? I, I think so. I think that has yeah. to be the rule. Like. I could see a full season. I can you also you see can't six have games. that domestic violence. Like Ezekiel Elliott got six games for literally doing nothing, according to for someone filing a report. He got six games. So surely, when there's video of you, he did whether he kicked her hard or not. He still kicked her. He yeah. still tried to kick her, and the intention was still there to try and hurt a female. That's yeah. domestic violence. So um, I don't think you can because if it's just a six game suspension, then he's probably 
half of it's already gone. Yeah. So, or most of it's gone. So, uh, look, I, I think he has to go for a full season. As for the Browns signing him, I don't get it. I don't get what the point is with it. Like Nick, they Nick, signed him for like a million. But Nick Chubb looked so good. Why would you want to mess with that? What you had there? Yeah, you got more more weapons now. I don't know. I, that's why I don't like it. They had a yeah. really good thing going later in the year. They had Johnson and Nick Chubb, and they were working really well together. They traded away Carlos Hyde. I get Kareem Hunt's a really talented guy, but what's the point? Uh, that's what I, they don't need him. They're just doing it for the sake of doing it. And I don't, unless they're hoping that you know if he mo- loses a year, they have him for the next year. They have the rights to him, but. I don't know. I I'm, I'm not a big rap for it. Don't think it's a good play, not for any of those reasons. I don't. I think after the way the Browns ended the season, bringing negative attention to your team right when you're about to have, hopefully, a great season, and Baker plays the way he did. Why would you bring negative attention to yourself for what anywhere from six to ten games that he'll be able to play or something like that? And maybe postseason, we'll see how they go. Why? Why bring that upon your? your your team especially when they're not going to be on hard knocks so they'll be able to fly under the radar a bit more and hopefully surprise people next season so why do that yeah i'm not a i don't get it no i mean i understand that he's a talented football player but i don't like it from the only thing i do like it from is that they've added talent yeah that's the only way i position i like it from so everything else for me is not not worth it yep all All right right. Uh, uh up next we had uh Antonio Brown tweet, thank you, Steeler Nation, for a big nine years. Time to move on and forward peace. Hashtag new demands. Is this guy just seriously the biggest fuckwit going around? Like, what's his deal? You're on a team still. There's no the jet, the Steelers don't have to do anything with him. No. They literally like they, they might just say, well, bad luck, you're playing for us. This did happen a couple of years ago. You had the the Ben Roethlisberger, you know, where he was saying he was gonna he was gonna retire first, and then he was gonna get traded, and it happens all the time. I I seriously think he's just trying to put pressure on the team to trade him. I like I don't know what he yeah I, I don't know what he expect. What's it, what's the reaction been like to that sort of? Like what's the Twitter reaction been like to that? I can't think it's a positive. He's not painting himself in a good light at all. Maybe that's what he wants. So he's, you know, he wants to be painting himself in a good light so more people want to trade for him. Right now, people are thinking, oh, do we really want this guy if things go wrong? Because really in Pittsburgh, nothing's gone wrong ever. And he's still carrying on like this. What if they bring him in and it doesn't work out? Yeah. How's he going to behave then? Because he's clearly not a team guy. Look, uh, he's got to really pull himself in and think about what he's doing. Has there been some negative reaction? Yeah, there's been negative reaction. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, but at the same time, it's probably, I'm sure Pittsburgh wants that out of their locker room anyway, you know. Not not for nothing, though. You don't just trade no. away a generational guy like that for nothing. If they're going to need, like if Amari Cooper got a first round pick, what's Antonio Brown going to need? You know, that that's what I look at because that, that's the that's the parameter now. You're not getting, you're not getting, and they're not taking a second round pick because they just won't trade him. No, but if they do cut or trade, they'll get a million in cap space. Um, Which is they, nothing, but they also freed up nine point seven two million last year when they restructured his contract, in the hope that they would sign Bell, and they didn't sign him, so they still have that. So all up, they have ten million in additional cap space thanks to him. Hmm. So there's there is some plus for them if they do get rid of him. Yeah, look, 
I would avoid him. He's he's in his thirties. I think he's thirty one. Like he's he's the other side of thirty. You know, I know a lot of receivers don't decline there, but it's when it starts. I just I would avoid him like the plague if I was other teams, unless you can get him for next to nothing, which yep. you're not going to. My, someone actually put a, a tweet the other day: Where will Antonio Brown be next year? I said Pittsburgh. I do, I just don't see anyone giving up enough to make Pittsburgh go. All right, let's give him up. Yeah, I, I don't see them cutting him because the cap's going to go up. Fourteen and a half million again this year. It's gonna be. It'll be at one hundred and ninety-one million this year. The cap. Yep. So they don't. They don't need to cut him. They don't. It's not like they're desperate for the cap for a million-dollar cap space. So as you said, they cleared nine million last year by restructuring. So why would they bother doing it? You, you don't do that with the idea of cutting them the next year for a million. Yeah. yeah. I. Yeah. I. Um. He's really not 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 helping his trade value at all, in my opinion. His value. The team. You know. The, this. You know. They. Other teams might offer less, but I just don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers doing it, and he's just hurting himself. No one's going to want him. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, Final one we're going to touch on is uh, Kyler Murray. Mm. Formally declared he's committed to the NFL. Um, Interesting move. Uh, You know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, (laughs) Look, I don't think he's a first round talent in my eyes but he's a quarterback coming out of the draft so he's probably going to go in the top 10 uh, we'll have to see how it works out he's very small that's my biggest concern with him he's really short I guess for his mind if he goes to the NFL in two years he's, he's a bust baseball will have him back in a heartbeat so it's not like because you don't need to be a young man to play baseball he can go back at 25, 26 and play yeah, baseball. Yeah, a lot of they, they usually want you in the minors for a couple of seasons anyway exactly. to develop. So. so I don't see this hurting his baseball career. He'll go into the NFL. He'll probably go in the first round. He'll earn a bunch of money there. If he doesn't make it after a few years, he'll just go back and play some baseball if he wants or he'll just do what he wants. Like, I don't think it's going to... The more guys playing football, the better. Uh, not just that, though. Let's not forget that he has a ton of ability to negotiate with whatever team is potentially going to draft him if he feels he's going to go too high he'll just say you know i'm not going to play i'm going to go back to major league baseball because he has unlike anybody else if he if he feels he's a top 10 pick and it doesn't seem like anyone in the top 10 is going to pick him and then this is bo jackson all over again that he has that he still that's what bo jackson did exactly he can still go right back he said to tampa bay do not draft me and they drafted me when i came playing baseball oakland has already said that they will. They're still interested in the A's, so he still has that option. And of course so, they are. He's a talented young oh, yeah. kid. They don't give a crap. No. So you're saying that someone could draft him in the first round, and he could just be like, okay, that was too, that was too high. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. Yeah. Like he could just retire from football and go and you don't have to. You not just because you're drafted not take the money and go. You're just under. He just that, can't come back to the NFL. That if might he hurt like him. That, team that might because I don't think he's a top ten pick. And they're talking about Arizona well, trading I don't know him if it's away. Top 10, you know, but yeah, it, it, but if, they're talking about Arizona trading away Rosen to pick him up. That just seems oh, that man. would be the biggest bonehead move in I've the seen history like of sport. Four articles about the well, Vikings why? taking him because I, you know, I oh, and and and, and, and Brock Osweiling, Kirk yeah. Cousins. Yeah, you that Brock Osweiling, someone's a thing now. We trade away a overpaid player for you give them picks to take him. Kirk Cousins is actually pretty good at football. I don't get the hate for Kirk Cousins. I, I never have got it. Nah, it. He's fine. He's not... You. There was bigger concerns. You paid him a Kirk lot Cousins. of money because you needed a quarterback. He was the best quarterback. In, everyone last year was screaming they need to sign a good quarterback when they did it. And now it's like, nah, bad move. No, what dumb. an overpaid guy. So dumb. Stupid. Why would you pay that guy so much money? Yeah. Yeah. 
idiots. And I'm, plus, everybody knows the reason why we didn't make the playoffs is because I jinxed us by putting us in the Super Bowl in the preseason prediction. That's what everybody knows. Everyone tells me that all the time. You That's are. What they say you are known for being a fair piece of crap. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Um. All right. So we both agree that. I don't know what we agreed on, but yeah, no, that's Kyler Murray. He's coming to the NFL. You know, he's good for him. We'll see. Committed to the NFL. Yeah, he has other options, unlike the majority of the guys that want to make it in the NFL. I mean, some of them do, but you know what I mean. He could go pro in another sport. We'll talk about a guy later who could go pro in another sport, but I'll 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 talk about that in a second. What you wanted to do, yeesh, is you wanted to work your way back from all thirty-two teams. We normally do season reviews. Yes. And I listened back to a couple last year. This is what I do to try and make this better. I try and to improve. I listened back to like what we did last year for season reviews. And honestly, when I listened back, they were good to talk about, but they were a bit long. And that was my biggest issue. So what I've decided is we're going to do 10 teams in 10 minutes until next week when we're going to do 11 teams in 11 minutes for two weeks. So we're going to do a team a minute. I'm just going to do quickly what went right, what went wrong. Dan's got me on the clock. No, no, I don't just have this. Check this out. He's got a st- he's got a timer on the thing, don't you? He's got a buzzer. He's gonna get buzz out me. of here. You okay. have a minute, and we're gonna go backwards. Oh, and this is the the ranking. I, I'm not gonna bother doing postseason ranking. So the 32 is gonna be how everyone finished at the end of the season because it doesn't matter. Once we get to like if we do the Rams last, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect how you're gonna give our your review. TJ, <laughs> TJ is right. Let's go through Jared's quarterback rankings and see how well he went. <laughs> also, hey, um, me and DJ, me and Jared, have, me and Jared have buried the hatchet. We're friends again now. We had a little dust up the other night. I hope Jared's listening because I I do like Jared a lot. So let's back off him. We've we've settled ourselves. We both carried on like fucking twelve year olds, and we've settled our differences now. So we're all good. Let's leave Jared alone. And I, you know what? I reckon you find if you go back, he was probably okay. Alex Smith and Keenan might burn him, but. A lot of the others probably weren't that bad, so let's not let's not be too rough. Um, okay, are we okay. going to say the ten teams first, or you want me just to do it? No, let's. Do you know the ten team? Well, you know <laughs> all thirty-two. Mate. You're good to go. Okay, this qu- if you've got questions on your team, don't think because we're doing it a minute at a time, you don't ask them. Ask them, and then at the end, we'll spend a couple of minutes answering any questions afterwards. Any questions? Yep. All right. So what I will do is I will read the team name. I'll press start, and you have a minute. To give you a review. So no matter what I'm up to, it's going. Yep. I hope I don't finish early on any of them. Well, some of these you might. Like, you might just go, yep, there, your season was shit. And okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you ready? Yep, let's do it. Coming 32nd in the regular season, the Arizona Cardinals. All right, Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, fired head coach Steve Wilkes. That was something to go wrong. But what went really wrong was David Johnson. This guy was a phenomenal football player the season before, had a knee injury, came back, was misused, you know, didn't look healthy at times, and that really hurt him, which is an issue. They've got to fix that up. What went right, interestingly enough, barely played for them for the year. DJ Swearinger, he was cut. He was picked up by the Arizona Cardinals later in the year. Perfect because he's on a two-year contract, so they've got him next year. He was one of the best safeties in the NFL when the Redskins cut him, so... I think that was what went really, really right for them because they've locked down a guy for a couple of years that can play and they basically gave up nothing for him and they just got him off waivers. So, awesome for Arizona. How much time have I got? That was 44 seconds. So if, if, I don't, if I don't go through the whole minute, just go to the next one. We can do it All quicker. Right. doesn't matter because cool. that Arizona suck. Coming 31st, the Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas. Okay, what went right was Derek Carr and he 
copped some real flack at the start of the year, and rightfully, he really struggled. He threw a lot of picks. He ended the year with 4,000 yards, almost 70% completion percentage, 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. He played a lot better. He did take a lot of sacks, but I don't think that's all his fault. Um, I think if you look at it that way, he actually pulled together quite a good season. Um, What went wrong, and this should be really clear, was their trade moves. They now have pick 25 and 23 in the draft. For, and I know they got one next year as well, but 25 and 23 for Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. They were terrible moves. Say what you want about why they did it. It was money. It was, you know, they didn't want to sign them. Whatever you think, I think it was money personally. They didn't have the money inside. But you've given up guys that are incredibly talented. Khalil Mack's one of the best defensive ends in the league by far. And Amari Cooper was the best receiver in the league when he left one of, when he left to go to the Cowboys. So I think for the 23rd and 25th pick, whatever they are, no good. Team me up. Coming 30th, the New York Jets. What went right was Jamal Adams, the safety. This is the guy they took They took early in the draft two years ago. His rookie year was, was good, not amazing. Second year in the NFL, th- third year in the NFL, sorry, Pro Bowl player, led that defense. It gives them something to build around on the defense, um, which I think is really impressive. What went wrong was Tremaine Johnson, who is the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. They bought him in on a big deal from LA. LA let him walk. I think he was arguably one of the worst starting cornerbacks in the league last year. He did end up with four interceptions, but that doesn't mean a lot to me. I just think that they have very, very much overpaid for him. And that's going to burn their salary cap if they have to cut him or whatever. Also, quickly, what also went right was Sam Darnold. He was an excellent pick. And the New York Jets are morons for selecting Saquon Barkley and not taking Sam Darnold. Giants, yep. Yeah. Uh, that's it for that. But you were you had another two seconds. <laughs> I just don't want to hear that buzzer. Terrifying. <laughs> it's like the time at the Sporting Globe when that, bzzz, that oh, noise went off. Man. I still have nightmares about that. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, coming 29th overall... The San Francisco 49ers. What went right? This should be simple, and everyone should be screaming at me what went right for the 49ers. It is George Kittle. He broke the tight end Mm, receiving yard record. Only the five touchdowns. It's because he kept getting tackled at the three-yard line. This guy is a beast. He's going to the third year of the NFL. And keep in mind, they get Jimmy Garoppolo back next year. So that's the other thing. I'm going to say what went wrong for them was Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured because I thought that meant they couldn't compete this year. But kind of what went wrong, what went right, because now they have the fourth pick in the draft or fifth pick in the draft, fourth pick in the draft, and they have a quarterback. So they are literally in the box seat. They can trade away. They can do what they want. So really what went wrong in Jimmy Garoppolo actually has kind of worked out for them because were they going to win a Super Bowl last year? Probably not. Now they've got the fourth pick. If they can add a really talented guy or trade it for someone who needs a quarterback load up and, and just, yeah, get tons of guys. I mean, that's great. And, yeah, I just can't get by how good the tight end was. Outstanding football player. <laughs> Boom. Uh, coming 28th, Richie's team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like people are going to think I'm too quarterback heavy, but w- what went wrong for this team was Jameis Winston. Um, you know, this is the season where they started – Three, three out, three and one, and Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for four hundred yards in each of those games. Now, as Fitz Magic does, which is copyrighted to him, uh, or doesn't he? Doesn't even have to copyright it; it's no, just his. They just know it's his. Um, he he did he fell off, and then Winston came back in, but he was terrible. He only had a sixty-four completion percentage, only the nineteen touchdowns, fourteen picks, um, just really, really poor play. Made a lot of bad decisions. What went right for them 
was, and this is something that, that people should know, it's Mike Evans. In a year where the quarterbacks didn't play that well, 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, 86 receptions. This guy, I think he's like, I think he's elite, but he just goes under the radar every year. I think he is one of the best receivers in the NFL. If they can work it out and get some guys around him that want to play football, not Deshaun Jackson, they can get some talented guys around him, re-sign Adam Humphreys. If Bruce Arians can work out James Winston, they're on. Coming 27th overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is so easy. The decision to re-sign Blake Bortles has not only backfired, it has bitten half their ass off. He was... Not even borderline. He was disgraceful this season. The worst quarterback in the league alongside Eli Manning by far. Uh, They tried other quarterbacks. It didn't work out. The bottom line is they made an awful decision to think that they could build around a guy like Blake Bortles and it completely backfired. Um, I also thought what might have gone wrong was um, uh, Leonard Fournette because he didn't really go that well either. But... He was a bit injured. Um, as for what went right, it, it's got to be Jalen Ramsey. I know he wasn't as good this year, but he's still an all-pro corner. Might have had a little bit of a bad year, but he is one of the best corners in the NFL still, and that pick still stands up for me. I think that was still a good decision. He played well enough to earn that what went right, I think. Oh, that was perfect. Uh, coming 26th overall, the New York Giants. What went wrong, and people are going to get upset with me, <clears throat> was Saquon Barkley, the rookie of the year. And not his play, you know, 1,300 yards, five yards per attempt, um, 11 touchdowns, plus the receiving yards. You know, he had a ton of them, 721 receiving yards. But we all knew what the issue in in New York was. They had a crappy offensive line and they didn't have a good quarterback. So what went wrong was kind of, and then I would say what went right was Saquon Barkley as well because they drafted a once-in-a-generational talent. I just think they made the wrong decision. I, I still stand by it. I, I don't think it was smart to take him at the two-pick. They should have taken Sam Darnold. Running backs, with all honesty, are a dime a dozen. Or, if you want to take Saquon Barkley at two, they should have come back into the first round and got Lamar Jackson, which is what mm. the Ravens did. That was the mistake they made. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they just made it on an, or a horrible decision to draft one of the best things that's happened to them all year. And two, the worst decision that happened they, because they desperately need that quarterback. Eli's no good. Coming 25th overall, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what went right was Josh Allen. Um, he started off pretty average. He didn't throw the ball amazing, but he showed a ton of arm talent. And what he showed is that he's got a little bit of go about him. He ran the ball really well, had some big rushing games. I think he led. He had 300-yard rushing games or 390-yard rushing games by the end of the season. Um, he played really well. So I think that's something that went really right for them. What went wrong was their receiving core. All of them. None of them played well. Um, they could not get anyone open in any game. They weren't great at running the ball because they turned over so many offensive linemen in the offseason. But I, I just think you can't get a... Yeah, you get the first or a first-round quarterback and then you put no talent around him and he was still able to play pretty well. I think that's a win for them. On the other hand, they've got to find some receiving talent and some offensive weapons because their defense is actually quite good, good defensive backs. Yep. Um, they need to load up on that, but they need to get some receiving talent around Josh Allen now, which I think they can do in the offseason. I don't think it's the I don't think it's all doom and gloom for the Buffalo Bills. Antonio Brown might be available. Yeah, yeah, get him. Uh coming twenty fourth overall, the Cincinnati Bengals. 
This is really hard. And I hate saying this because what went right was Joe Mixon. And he's a total piece of fucking shit. But unfortunately, he's a... Well, it's not unfortunately. Fortunately, he's, he's a very, very good football player. You know, had the almost 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns. He was the bell cow for them. He ran the ball exceptionally well and kept them in a lot of games. Um, what went wrong was their defense, and that was because they signed Hugh Jackson. <laughs> as soon as Hugh Jackson, they turned to crap. No, with all honesty, what went wrong this year was AJ Green. When he's not healthy, that offense becomes completely one-dimensional. Although Joe Mixon ran the ball really well, they'd fall behind because they didn't have any passing attack. They'd shut down the run. Their defense was pretty crappy, so teams would be able to score a bit. And then they had no receiver talent. Tyler Boyd's a, a nice number two, but he, he's not a key guy. Um, so... You know, AJ Green, he's getting older now. They've got to decide what they're doing there. Do they cut him and save some money or do they hope he's going to get healthy and have a healthy year? I hope they stick with him and, and ride it out, but certainly he was issue. Oh. Well, you forgot. Do you know what press, it is? press the wrong button. Uh, coming 23rd overall, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, this is actually a really hard one to talk about what went right. So I'll start with what went wrong, and this is easy. The Matt Patricia signing as a head coach. He came in and bought them absolutely nothing. They looked worse than they did last year. They ended up firing Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator, who was touted as going to be a head coach the year before, yet they ended up firing him. I just... I don't... All the hoopla and carry-on that Matt Patricia did, um, obviously he's a rapist too, which didn't help that coming out before the season, Um, but his attitude in press conferences telling guys to sit up and respect themselves and have some professionalism when the big fat slob's wearing a t-shirt with a pencil in his ear. It's just crap. Um, I think he was a terrible signing. I think he'll be gone by the end of next year. What went right for them, this is a guy who's been doing it for a long time, Darius Slay, one of the most underrated, not only corners in the game, players in the NFL. This guy can cover anyone. He can get turnovers. Big play Slay, they call him. Whenever they needed it, he was around to do something. Um, they just got to get competitive in a lot of other areas. Uh, coming 22nd overall, the Denver Broncos. What went right? Bradley Chubb. Mm. Um, fifth overall pick. He fell to them at five overall. This guy was an absolute freak show. Um, almost broke the rookie sack record. I think he ended up with 12. Off That's just off the top of my head. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, I think there's only been something like 15 players in NFL history that have got over um, 10 sacks in their or d- double-digit sacks in their first year. So... Really, really good start to his career. Obviously, playing alongside Von Miller helps, but they drafted him knowing they had Von Miller, so it was a really smart play by them. Uh, he did; he had, he had twelve sacks in the end. So, look, I think that's awesome. When you hit on a rookie like that, you've done well. What went wrong was, and this is a bit, a bit of a similar trend tonight. Case Keenum, they you know, people bag them for signing Kirk Cousins. This guy is paid way too much money. He's an incredibly average quarterback. I would even call him a bad quarterback. And they've wasted the money now. They're going to start again. So I don't know what they do to make it better, but we'll see. Boom. Boom. 10 teams, 10 minutes. There you go. It was actually a little bit less. Did we get any questions? Uh, We got some things in there. Owen West said, Patricia has been turning up late to meetings. Word on the street is I heard that too. And then he started calling guys out for being late. And he said that, he's allowed to be late because he's the head coach. My thought is you lead by example, not by... Yeah. do. You know, I, I hate the attitude, do what I say, not what I do. I think if you're going to be that guy that's a hard-ass on being on time, you're going to be on time too. I don't think that's fair. It's very Michael Scott to you know, just expect guys to be on time when you're not. Yep. You know? And he was a terrific manager, but not a good football coach, I'd imagine. 
Uh, Hayden Ellis hit Calvin Benjamin's diet. I'm assuming he's talking about Buffalo Wood. Buffalo Wood, Buffalo Wood, Buffalo Bills. Um, Lewis said, imagine having Woods, Goodwin, Watkins on the same roster. Lewis, you fantasy football-minded idiot. <laughs> they couldn't get the ball to any of them because they suck. They had EJ Manuel. Um, I don't even know. Or who was their quarterback? Like, Tavares Jackson. Was Tavares Jackson? Who ended up going to... Who was on Hard Knocks with Baker last year? This is how much I've forgotten. Uh, t- uh, Tyra Taylor. Taylor. Tyra Taylor was there for a bit. Um, Darren Johnson, the pencil sexual deviant coach wasn't a great choice. 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 Who would have thought? Um, yeah. There was there was no question. Someone's... Owen West said Slay is the man. Agreed. Lewis Glover said Slay is a killer. Um, Scott Anthony D said Lindsay, Philip Lindsay for the Broncos. I'm not as high on Philip Lindsay as other people, just so you're aware. I think he's okay. I don't love him. I think he'll come back to earth a little bit. Had a, had a good rookie year, but it was kind of very shallow stats in my mind. So we'll see how he turns out. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just I don't know how he's going to turn out. Um, I think that was it. Yeah, that's it. Lewis said exactly. So I'm uh, assuming he agreed with me on something. Everything. And he's tall, so don't mess with him. Everything. He's tall, dark, and handsome. Okay. Let's get into the alliance. All right. Switch the wrong one. There we go. There's a little <laughs> little logo at the bottom there. Uh, like, you know, good thing is if you want to use all their logos, they're all pretty much free to go on their website. You can find them in the press section on their they website. Just so you know. Uh, let's do a quick intro. I'm sure most people listening to this already know about the alliance, but I'm just going to do a quick intro because I wrote it and I'll just quick read it. Um, Yeesh. The commissioner or owner, I don't know what his actual title is, Charlie Ebersol. Uh, he was inspired to create the A. Charlie Imbersol. Ebersol? Imbersol. I thought Charlie Imbersol was the guy who did Fire Festival. <laughs> nice. Woo wee. Uh, he's a filmmaker and he was inspired in late 2016 after he made the documentary This Was the XFL for the 30 for 30. He was Good the documentary. Good one. Um, and he thought to himself that. Um, the XFL was a great idea, just poor execution. I can do it better. And so he went out and got a bunch of people uh, who we saw on the weekend. They showed a lot of the guys involved. Jared Allen's involved, Heinz Ward, Troy Polamalu. Um, there's, we'll go through the coaches and stuff. He thought you need to bring in coaches and you need to bring in the best players that you possibly can bring in. We'll talk about some of the players in a little bit. And obviously... You know, there's some not great players and there are some pretty good players that surprised and we'll we'll talk about that. But um, one of the ways it works is every player gets a three-year contract, 250,000 total. You get $70,000 your first year, $80,000 your second year, and $100,000 your third year. That is correct. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Dan. Okay. Carry the one, divide by seven. Yep, you're right. No, that's correct math. Quick math. Uh, non-guaranteed, but you do get health insurance and every College contract. Ha- yes, uh, every contract has an escape clause to go to the NFL. Should you get that opportunity, uh, and you also for every season that you do a full season, you then get one year of secondary tuition. Um, some of these guys do not need that. Um, one of the quarterbacks is a financial analyst. And there's a there's actually a couple. Um, Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. So some some of these guys don't need that, but uh, I'm sure there are other guys in there that probably do. And the NCAA has a program where you can go back and, and finish up if you had a thing. Anyway, another cool thing is 
you can make a lot more money than what you are uh, allocated because what they have is an incentive system for both the offense and the defense. So let's say the defense, uh, one player gets an interception. Every single defensive player that was on the field during that interception gets a bonus. Now, the details on how much that bonus actually is aren't known. I can't imagine it's a lot, but hey, if you're getting $70,000 and your team intercepts in that game check you get an extra 500 bucks like who's going to complain about 500 bucks um they are the team the players are assigned to teams uh via a centralized uh process that's a trade secret and they essentially the teams only can take from a geographical region um which is a little bit different and it means that you know there there is some players that certain teams do come from further away like salt lake has a lot of guys from minnesota for instance even though they're not um and then uh if you've seen the app the app's pretty it has some cool features it has some not so cool features um it needs a lot more work but i think for a league that's just starting they're they've got a good base set up and if they you can stream games that's pretty good stuff you can stream games uh unless it's a cbs game it's on youtube um regan puts it on all the australian groups it's their recording because he's legend uh, and um, they also want uh, low ticket prices. So if you wanted a sideline seat, it was $35. And some of these games were good. Some, I would some are crap, some, some are, but it's football. And yeah. I think just, is that if your introduction? Am I not jumping in front? Uh, no, that's cool. You just jump in. No, no, go, go. Finish up, finish up your thing. What do you uh, got? Um, so the way that the timeline they've worked out is like perfect for NFL prospects. Uh, the AF, AAF, the, the Alliance season starts the week after the Super Bowl, as we know, um, and it will run through the weekend of the NFL draft. So their final game of the season is the final day of the draft, I think it is. Um, that means that if you get the opportunity to go to the NFL, if a team wants you, you basically have the same amount of time on that team as a rookie. So, you know, there's plenty of time. And you have a little bit of a leg up in that you've, for the last, what, 12 weeks or whatever, been playing something that's you know close to nfl and there's a lot of nfl people involved so 82 percent of players have been on an nfl contract 82 have um which is pretty good now there is a slight nfl affiliation they're not formally affiliated that's the end goal for the alliance but at this point they're not formally formally affiliated uh the nfl carries on the nfl network some of the games um the Teams within the NFL cannot take a player from any team that they choose. Each NFL team is allocated to a alliance team. So I'm going to go through as quick as I can to save time. Uh, the Arizona Hotshots, their teams allocated to them are the Cardinals, Ravens, Bears, and 49ers. The Atlanta Legends, Falcons, Panthers, Jaguars, Redskins, the Iron, the Patriots, Bills, Browns, Steelers, the Express. Bengals, Colts, Saints, Titans, the Apollos are the Dolphins, Giants, Jets, Buccaneers. The Stallions are the Broncos, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks. The Commanders are the Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Eagles. And the Fleet are the Lions, Chargers, Rams, and the Raiders. And that'll do for my intro at this point. I just want to say, I think people are saying, you know, the NFL is getting behind it. And I think they've been really smart with the way they've gone about it. They play pretty much the same rules. They one of the big rules are there's no kickoffs and no extra points. So, which I actually 
I didn't mind at all. Do you know I didn't even notice it till like I didn't halfway notice, through no. the first game? It was fine. Like I, yeah, it didn't bother me. Like I sort of I want the I don't want the NFL to do it because that's traditional, but I don't mind a new league doing that because kickoffs are boring to watch. Let's be honest, and um, I like going for two. You just get to see the more like offense, the more time you have players on the field, so they just start from their twenty every drive. That's how it 25. works. Twenty five, sorry, yep. every drive, which is good. Uh, and what they've done is they've. The XFL kind of tried to fight the NFL. That was their thing. They were like, yeah. we're going to compete with you, yep. which was dumb because you can't. You, No way you could put together the resources to compete with the NFL and pay these guys what the NFL are. The only league that ever did that was Trump's League back in the was it 70s or 80s. The, um, I can't remember. The, the AFLW or whatever. whatever AFLW, the AFL Women's League. Um, whatever it was back in the 80s that... Donald Trump said they did steal a few players, but the NFL wasn't as high paying then. It was a lower paying league. So you can't do it now. So they've been really smart. They're putting it directly after the Super Bowl is incredibly smart too because it just it doesn't compete with anything. Yeah. You're not competing with the draft. You're not playing during NFL training camps. So all these players are literally thinking season ends, all the coaching staff's going to scout mode. They're all going to watch and scout these guys. It's a yeah. perfect time to get scouted. You finish just after the draft and then you can come back you can go straight into a training camp ready to go with an NFL team. So And there was scouts at the games because I saw there was a like a the Apollos had for a, like a seating chart where VIPs were seated and yeah. they had three different NFL teams. The NFL would as be dumb there. not to scout this. It's literally a seconds league for the NFL. Yeah. So there's exactly what they've done. Their end goal is to be the minor league of the NFL, I which is fantastic. The I XFL is so they're not trying to compete. They just want to no, be a no. part of it. Whereas no. the XFL are always thinking oh, they're in big trouble now, the XFL. They they are. The so Alliance could ruin them before they even start. They're they're gonna launch next year and they are gonna try and compete with the Alliance. They're gonna launch their seasons gonna be at the same time. They're gonna need more money. That's gonna be the key. Well they have they have a war chest of half a million half a billion dollars. Yeah, so, but will the NFL get behind the XFL? That's no, what because the XFL will. will once again they'll want to be separate. I don't think that there's any intention for them to try and be the the, the you know the the de- developmental league for the NFL. I yeah. think that he wants a competitor to the NFL. Granted, if you're going in the spring, then you're not really competing. But he still he'll want to steal talent from it. And you can see what uh, the XFL tried to do the week before they the alliance launches they had a couple of big coaching um announcements um oklahoma state's most winningest coach of all time i forget his name he was signed to become the new uh one of the teams head coaches uh dallas's uh team and uh, there was another one that was that was and you know it was news for 24 hours and then the alliance launched and everyone was like oh this is actually pretty good and uh it kind of died down and we'll see what happens there. Now, it is early and what I want to warn people is don't expect NFL. A lot of people are saying, oh, they didn't score points in one game. That happens in the NFL too. And if you're going in there expecting it to be NFL, you're going to be disappointed because it's not. Yes. These are guys who were probably the best these guys are ever going to get is a backup player in the NFL. Unless, I'm sure if there might, a star might be found from it. You know, yeah, Cameron I Wake mean, was found from the CFL. W- w- yeah, Cameron Wake. Uh, James Harrison had to go to the NFL, NFL Europe, Europe first. So it, so it does there, happen. It happens. But that's the exception, not the rule. Yes. And so don't expect it. And then on the other side, like there's a young quarterback that Gomez is going around. He, he played well. We'll talk about him. He played well in Perez. his first game. Perez, sorry. Yeah. Um, now people are saying, oh, he's a weapon. This guy's going to start in the <laughs> NFL. No, he's not. He wasn't he's even the best quarterback on the weekend. Yeah, he he got cut from the LA Rams for Sean Mannion. Like, 
I'm sure they didn't want to cut him and I'm sure they'll look into him but I'm sure a lot of teams there'll be guys that want him on a training camp but he's not going to come in and become a superstar in the NFL or very rarely will guys do that so just take it for what it is enjoy it don't overhype guys because they play well they play really well in this league enjoy them doing it and what you really want is those guys to stay in this league because that's what makes this league really good um, and we want it to become a feeder league because the more it becomes a feeder league, the more money they can they can give. The NFL, if they were smart, would invest some money in this and say, all right, we'll double the salary or get the teams involved and say, all right, the teams can... I mm. think the dumbest thing they can do, though, is to go, okay, we had success week one. All right, let's double the league next year. Which is what there's rumor going around that they're going to add four more teams so next just, season. No, just pump the brakes. Do let's, it for a few years. Build, build a that. war chest and then expand. Let's see what happens next week. Yes, it's week one. Because the 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 amount of people in the stands was great. There was that big thing about how the commanders, the San Antonio commanders, had more people at their stadium than the um, Chargers can have at their whole stadium. More people. Um, that's <laughs> fantastic. Also, let's see what happens week two. the next home There's game. Also, it, um, it got better ratings than the prime NBA game that day. Which, can I no point surprise. something out? NBA shit. Both of them, both the NBA and the Alliance, lost to a rerun of America's Got Talent. It went America's Got Talent, <laughs> the Alliance, NBA. So it's fantastic that the Alliance beat the NBA, but they both lost to a rerun. It wasn't even a brand new episode. I remember a few years ago, it was game six of the World Series and a Monday night game between Jacksonville and the Browns outrated it. Like it's football's a bigger a bigger sport in America. It's that's the bottom line. It's the biggest sport in America. So this is great. Um, do you want to quickly we'll quickly go through the results for the weekend? Just just quick. Yep. I don't have to go too deep into it. Yep. Um, let's start with San Antonio Fleet played this. Sorry, San, San Diego. Diego Fleet. It's good to see a team in San Diego again. Yeah. More popular than the char- than the Chargers. <laughs> um, they played the San Antonio Commanders. They went down fifteen to six. Yep. This was an, an average game. Neither quarterbacks played very well. Poor Mike Berovici got absolutely destroyed on a play, which they didn't flag, which was great. But other than that, it was only one touchdown in the game. It was just a a fairly average game, in my opinion. But uh, that's all good. I said, it is what it is. Um, Defensive linemen certainly got the better of offensive linemen in the first week. Next game, you have the Atlanta Legends 6 Versus the Orlando Apollo, Orlando Apollo. Did I say Atlanto? Yes. That's a good That's a good city. Um, the Orlando Apollos, and obviously losing Michael Vick was incredibly detrimental to the team because uh, they won 40 to 6. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really have anyone that shone like that was awesome in this game. Garrett Gilbert was a starting quarterback. He played. Um, Jalen Marshall had a nice trick play, which he threw a touchdown on. Um Garrett Gilbert, 227 yards, two touchdowns. They ran the ball fairly well for another one. Um, yeah, all it said, the defense has dominated these games. That's 100% the way it went. Yep. Uh, next game, Birmingham Iron defeated Memphis Express, 26-0. to um, We will talk about players on that team, but Christian Hackenberg had 87 yards. This guy was a second-round pick for the Jets. He started a few games for the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, and this was a game where Luis Perez um, apparently dominated 252 yards. Can we quick touch on Luis Perez? Yeah, hit me. Zero um, touchdowns. Yeah, he he played. He was okay. He played of all the quarterbacks. He played probably second best. We'll we'll talk in a second about the best the, on yeah. the weekend. Um, Perez has a really interesting. So he came to Texas A&M Commerce. So not even Texas A&M Maine's campus. Their other campus, which is a Division two team. 
and he was a walk-on on the football team. He was the eighth string quarterback, and by the time the season started, he was a starting quarterback. Uh, I don't know if that's right in front of me, but he played very well there. Um, he got picked up by the Rams uh, to their practice squad undrafted. Uh, they kind of encouraged him to go into the um, the alliance to get more playing time and stuff once they had cut him, kind of like, you know, you're going to get more of a chance here, we can tell already. Funnily enough, because he went to um, the iron, the Rams no longer have the ability to grab him because, like I said, they're not one of the teams. So the Patriots, the Bills, the Browns, or the Steelers could take him. Um, Who would be the next Tom Brady? I was going to say, I could totally see the Patriots taking him. (laughs) Um, but also, you mentioned uh, we, when we're talking about Kyler Murray, people that could go pro in another sport. Luis Perez, when he was a teenager, was one of the top-ranked bowlers in the in the world. What is that a professional sport? Yeah, there's professional bowling. Have you never watched it? No, it's just like strikes. It's like professional darts. Like, I don't even like going bowling, let alone watching. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he um, bowling's what you have to take like your niece or nephew to when you're stuck with them for a night. Yeah, I did that two weeks ago. Did you exactly? <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly. What are we gonna do? It's fun, but I don't have to exert a lot of any bowling. Yeah, that'll keep true. him interested. Um, and by the time he was like 15, he he'd seriously done like 13 perfect games or something like that. Yeah, what a ball. Bowl. You know, if you say bowl over and over again, it doesn't even sound like bowl anymore. Anyway, so yeah. if we're talking about guys that could go pro in another sport, Perez, baby, Perez, and good, great, great name, Lewis Perez. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a pro name. That's a pro name right there. <laughs> All right, let's get uh, Arizona Hotshots defeated the Salt Lake Stallions, thirty-eight to twenty-two. Now, this was the guy that caught my eye, John Walford, four touchdowns, two hundred and seventy-five yards. Played really, really well in this game. And the guy who was the weapon was Rashad Ross, who I don't know much about, had two touchdowns, 103 yards. They were easily the best matchup of the weekend. So Ross played for the Redskins for a little bit. He saw six games with the Redskins, I think it was. He was a punt returner, also a little bit wide receiving, got released. He floated around for a little bit at a couple different teams. Uh, Wolford was at Wake Forest. Um, He is similar height to Kyler Murray shorter guy uh, yeah that's what that was the one thing that really um really stood out is that that he was small he was very small he throws yep. over the top a lot which is not the end of the world but yeah, it's hard it's really hard the guys say oh you know if you're over six foot you're okay but he's not over six foot uh he went 18 for 29 attempts uh 275 yards 9.5 yards per played attempt. very well made some good throws he, he did make some very good throws him and ross connected twice for those two touchdowns uh pro football focus had him as the highest ranked player on the weekend and are they not, ranking players yes do we get them with our subscription yeah. oh my god this did you is not the, know that no this has made my night yeah, i, go so on I can study the rankings of players? Oh, yeah. Mate, you've opened up. My wife's going to uh, hate this. So his overall grade was 91.3. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to sit down and start like going through the grades of these guys and watching their film. Do and Sophie's going to go, I thought the football season ended. I'll be like, there's this new awesome league. <laughs> and she'll just pack a bag and slowly walk out of the house in the night. And uh, I'll never see her again. Uh, hopefully not. So he, what, that could happen. He uh, ranked... Uh, first overall among all positions, and he's the only other quarterback, the only quarterback that had an overall grade over seventy-two. Logan Woodside had seventy-one point nine. His was ninety-one point three. Quarterback play was fairly average. It was fairly average. Um, well, let's talk your thoughts on 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 what the play of the first week was. We've kind of covered what the league is. 
I thought offensive lines and passing attacks struggled other than that one game we talked about. And I think the reason that is is because when you are an offense, it takes time to gel and time to get together. Which is, well, These guys haven't been yeah. together long. It's, no. it's hard. So it'll get better, the offense. Um, much better. Offensive line is not... If there's any D-line out there, you're going to disagree with me, but I've played both. I've watched a lot of both. Offensive line is 10 times more complicated to play than defensive line. You can well, tell just, me whatever you want, but it's, it is. I'm not saying it's harder like to play. They're both tough positions, but you have to be a lot... You have to be a lot more in sync to play offensive line together. You got to all work together, so that'll take time. It was the the real takeaway from this week was defensive lines just really got a lot of pressure on on quarterbacks. Um, um, most teams ran the ball quite well, which was surprising, which just shows that you know offensive linemen are okay in this league because they can get downhill and push guys around. But the majority of the games were just dominated. The passing downs were dominated by defensive linemen, and it was surprising that they did that well because a lot of the changes the league has made is to make them more higher scoring. So you can only have five players rushing at any one time. Yes. And they were calling it a lot because unintentionally or intentionally you were having like linebackers and stuff like that moving too far forward where they were now, rushing. I don't love that rule. I get it because this is... You have to see what, what they're trying to create and they're very intelligent. They're trying to create a scouting league. The scouting league, so you can send five guys, which means you've got five linemen to block. So what can scouts watch offensive linemen do? Block one-on-one with defensive linemen and see how they pass protect. Um, your defensive backs, you can't blitz all the time. So you can't get by just by sending too many and getting by. You've got to so you can see how do guys cover, how do guys rush, how does that extra linebacker who goes rush, how do they handle that? Do they blitz corners? All that sort of stuff. So it's a scout league. That's what they're trying to create. And if you let them blitz and do all that sort of stuff, it becomes a scheming league, which is... The NFL is a bit of both, but the NFL, no one's really scouting NFL guys because they're already in the NFL unless they're a lower grade of play. They're trying to get to their team. But yeah, you, you aren't scouting them as much. It's a scheming league where you beat people with schemes as well as as, as player talent. Yep. Whereas this league isn't. They're, they're all probably around They're all probably around the same talent level yep. when you look at it. So take the scheme out of it so you can really see how these guys play. And I, I don't I, I don't love it because it's not football, but I, I like it for this league. I get yeah. it for this league. Yeah. Um. And in saying that, there was, what, four games, and there was, just my quick math, there was 19 sacks. Yeah, so the the, the pressures aren't a problem. No. Because you're getting guys one-on-one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Regan points out also that not just the D-line was great, but the linebackers were playing really well. Yeah, well. Sean, Sean Washington was the one who um, knocked the helmet off Berkovich. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had two sacks, and he um, just... Massacoy, who played for the Hot Shots, or the or Birmingham Iron, I believe. Yeah. He's an ex-NFL guy. He played really well off that edge, um, which was good. Do you want to quickly, before we finish up tonight, just run through the teams? We want to do a quick introduction of the teams. Yep. Um, who their coaches are, because there are some pretty, you know, famous coaches. Uh, start with the Arizona Hotshots. You happy to start with them? Yeah, you can start with Shots. Yep. Uh, their key player is Trevor Knight, according to this article we went to, but they have got a lot more than that. Trevor Knight was the quarterback who passed for 400 and 348 yards and four touchdowns in the 2014 Sugar Bowl against Alabama. Um, he was from... I don't even know. It doesn't even say who he played for. That's how much I love college football. And just for the record, our motto is AAF, better than college. It is. Yes. And Trevor Knight is unimportant because Wolford started and yeah, dominated. There's no way it. that Knight's going to... Didn't even get the starting yep. job. So... Um, the other guy they had, um, this is a team they had a few players. They had Will Sutton, who played really well. He was the next second round pick for the De, for the uh, Chicago Bears. He's trying to get back in the NFL. He's only a young guy. Um, 
trying to think who else they had that's the old the old safety from the Denver Broncos who I believe uh, Moore who played in their um, who played in I think he played in their Super Bowl team he was a second round pick as well so you know there was the bottom line is eighty percent of these guys all played NFL so or sorry didn't play NFL but they were on NFL contracts so that's you know that's pretty important you know to have that sort of talent. Um, they are coached by Rick Newhusel. New, Newsel, how do you say that? Newhusel. Rick Newhusel is their coach. Um, clearly, I don't know much about him. Anyone who knows much about him is welcome to hit, to hit me up. Move on to the Atlanta Legends. Legends, yep. Atlanta Legends. They are coached by Kevin Coyle. Um, their quarterback is Aaron Murray, who people should remember. He almost won a Heisman a few years ago. He had a really, really good courage year. He's who. Blake Bortles replaced at Oklahoma. Yep, Kyle Murray. So, sorry, Aaron Murray. So, I believe he had. I believe he was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, which is, yeah, that's like he's obviously got some. If you're if you're drafted by an NFL team, you've got some talent. But he didn't even start for this team. So, I don't um, know. He, he did come in. Matt Sims was pretty bad, and he came in and replaced him without much time. So we'll see how that plays out. Yep. Tareen Folston, the running back, played very well. Yes, um, he did. And then two of the wide receivers to watch. Well, three three wide receivers to watch. Um, Centavius Jones um, and Malachi Jones. They're the Jones brothers. Uh, they both played very well. Are Jones, they brothers? Well, it just says they're the Jones bros. I don't think they're actually brothers. No, we're calling they're brothers. Okay. Let's, let's pretend they're brothers. Um, it's way more fun. Malachi Jones played real well in Arena Football League. Okay. Um, so he, he had a bit of time in there. Uh Centavius was in the last five preseasons of NFL camps and just never really got that past that. Yep. Uh, Irvin Phillips never really got shot in the NFL. Um, he had 76 snaps in the preseason last season. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, he played at Syracuse. Uh, he had 84 receptions uh, at Syracuse. That ranked him second nationally, though. So, you know, decent college player. Keep your yeah. eyes on him. Uh, Birmingham Iron they are coached by Tim Lewis he is I watched this game I believe he's a first time head coach uh, they're big name guys Blake Sims Scott Tolzine who both got beaten out by Lewis Perez Trent Richardson is on this team he had two touchdowns in the first game yep. people are saying is he going to have an NFL comeback he had 23 carries for 58 yards that's 2.5 yards per carry that's exactly what he was like in the NFL oh, he, let's not forget he fumbled and he fumbled yeah which if Memphis had any sort of offensive weapons. Um, it might have been a different story. He had, he had a fumble in that game, which I watched. Look, I don't think he's going to the NFL. I think Trent Richardson's run his race. He just has no explosiveness. Like even if there's a hole, he just, he doesn't burst through the line and break a tackle. Or I, I just he had a couple of touchdowns because he runs hard and he's a big back and he got him from the goal line. So that's fine. But I just overall I just don't think he's that talented a guy, and I don't think he'll be in the NFL. No. Uh, anyone else you like from there? That kick, uh, kicker Nick Novak played a long time in the NFL. Yeah, uh, most I, of the kickers are like long time NFL guys. Yeah, Brad Wings in one of them. Yeah, Brad Wing, Nick Folks in one team. Mike Nugent's a kicker for one team. There's a lot of a lot of the kickers are NFL guys. Uh, Quentin Patton, the wide receiver, he played uh, 1,336 regular season snaps for the 49ers from 2013 to 16. So he was there for three years and played in games, but just never really... Uh, Who was that, sorry? Quentin Patton. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that yep. name sounds familiar. 107 yards in this game, so he was pretty good. Yep. Um, none of the names really 
excite me for these guys. Um, this is him with Jonathan Massacoy. He played a lot of played a few years in the NFL. I think he was at the Browns, so he was um very very solid in this game. Had the two sacks, a lot of pressure, so which was good. Uh, next team we have uh, the Memphis Express, who were coached by none other than Mike Singletary, yep. who Singletary. Did I say that right? Singletary. So he is one of the greatest line, middle linebackers in the history of the NFL. Uh, he played, he was the star linebacker of the 85 Bears, Hall of Famer. Um, did coach the 49ers for a couple of seasons. The head coach was fired. Um, didn't have the greatest start to his AAF coach. He's calling it Alliance, to his Alliance coaching experience. Their guys, um, <laughs> their two guys, their two big names are Christian Hackenberg, who was a second round pick for the Jets, and also Zach Mettenberger, who people might remember was a quarterback for the Titans. He was the one that took the selfie before the game and then J.J. Watt sacked him and pretended to take a selfie on yeah, the field. that was great. Um, that was good. Also got a few names. Zach Stacy played a lot for the um, St. Louis Rams, now LA Rams. Um, yeah. He was a, had, a, had a couple of good seasons there. So he's a guy who's probably looking for a chance to get back in the NFL. Um, anyone I've missed? That's kind of it. Um, Stacy had a great tournament. His rookie season was really good. He, yes. Um, he broke 25 tackles for 612 yards after contact, which is... Really good. That's fantastic. Yeah, but he's he's a guy that can. He's obviously play a bit. looking to break back in, so we'll see how he does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. all these guys are. Don't think it's all these guys have got. Uh, I shouldn't say delusions. But all these guys have got thoughts of being back in NFL. And if they can get this on an NFL preseason roster, that's a lot of money. Put that together with two hundred and fifty grand over three years from this guy. Like, a lot of these guys won't be able to get that working. You know, like that's yeah. a sad fact of it. They won't. This is all they know is football. Yep. So, I think it's great. Uh, next team, only so for halfway through, four teams left. Orlando Apollos. They are coached by Steve Spurrier, who longtime uh, college coach, I believe. I don't know a hell of a lot about him. Um, I think he had a bit of a run in the NFL, uh, but yeah, he's a very well respected coach. They've got not really a ton of big name talent at the moment. Keep in mind, these guys are able to sign players whenever they feel like as well. Like they can pick guys up. Um, you know, their quarterback positions, Garrett Gilbert was their starter. Keem Hunt had some some meaningful stats in the NFL. I think he was at the Texans for a while. Um, Charles Johnson was, you know, three or four-year NFL wide receiver. Other than that, not a ton of talent dripping off the off the paper for them. Yeah. Um, Spurrier is interesting because, like you say, he's a long-time college. He was at uh, South Carolina from 2005 to 2015. But he actually has experience with these new upstart leagues. He was at the USFL for their That's the full, one I was talking about before. He yeah. was at the Tampa Bay Bandits for their full thing. So not only does he have experience with an upstart league, but he also has experience being in an upstart league in Florida. So, yeah, so we'll see. Steve Spurrier, he's, he's a big-name coach, though. Like that, that was a big signing. Him and Mike Singletary are kind of the two biggest ones. We've got one coming up later, which we'll get to. Um, anyone else from Orlando? You pretty happy with them? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Okay, Salt Lake Stallions, which what a name. Salt Lake Stallions. Uh, nothing that jumps off the page except for the running back position. Brandon Oliver, who actually had some really good, a really good couple of seasons for the Chargers. They were in the, they were in San Diego then before they drafted Melvin Gordon was kind of a guy. And Matt Asiata, who I believe had twelve hundred odd yards from scrimmage the year that um, Adrian Peterson did his knee yep. and ten odd touchdowns that year. So yeah. he's had he's been quite successful yeah. in the NFL. I could see why he's not in the NFL anymore. He um, looked a bit slow, 
Didn't break a lot of tackles. Um, didn't get a lot of opportunities either, if we're honest, but he dropped a few balls. And, you know, in a, in a game that was kind of there for the taking, he wasn't great. Um, Woodrum was their quarterback. They also brought in Matt Linehan later in the game to see what he was doing. You know, nothing super exciting there. Um, defensively, again, no one who who jumps off the page as being you know, former NFL one. stars. Who you got? Not former NFL star. Mike Purcell, not a former NFL... Well, he, he played for the 49ers for three years. Uh, started eight games, played... Uh, what's that? Like 26 or something like that. Um, he has more experience than a lot of people. Uh, he's up there with... He had 597 regular season NFL snaps. So sure, it's, that's a fair bit. It's, that's okay. Um, he got a 90.6 overall grade on defensive line. Uh, he played very well. He was the only interior defender with a 90-plus run defense grade. So uh, he he played very well against the run defense, but he also had four total pressures uh, on 29 pass um, snaps. So, you know, it, the, the talent is there for him. And, and we will, like we already said, that uh, when you're talking defensive line or offensive line, the defensive line's definitely better at the moment. We'll see. Yeah. As the season progresses, we'll see how that goes. Also, a guy, um, Silver Silig- Siliga, yep. he won a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots and actually was pretty instrumental that year because it was the year that Vince Wilfork left and he was their big, strong nose tackle. Actually, had some, had some. I think he had five or six sacks in the NFL. So that's a guy. You could, if you get sacks in the NFL, you can play football. If you're if you're a starter in the NFL, you can play football. So I think yep. that's a good one. Yeah, the running back position is the biggest one. It looked like Joel Boganon is going to be the guy who does have NFL experience as well. But you know they didn't really run the ball exceptionally well in this game. They didn't actually play that well. They were lucky to be in it. The Salt Lake Stallions. Uh, let's get to San Antonio Commanders. Their head coach is Mike Riley. Don't know anything about Mike Riley. Um, as I said, we haven't done in-depth research into these guys. This is just a, a light bit of you know information on them. So Mike Riley's the head coach. Key players for San Antonio, um, David Cobb played a lot in the NFL. Um, I don't know, how, I think about four years in the end. Um, trying to think anyone else that's anyone else jumping off. Have you got anyone that's jumping off for you? Um, uh, not really. There's not really anyone. No. Nah. No one massive for this team. This is, you know, this is a team. They got touched up pretty badly. They, you know, oh no, sorry, San Antonio won. So, yeah, again, a lot of teams have some big names. What surprised me was that the big names weren't always kind of the dominant players on the field. Which that, like, I thought Matt Asiata would have just been the man. He would have been running through, getting yeah. big yards. He would have yeah. had a couple hundred and fifty yards and all that. But it didn't work out that way. It's kind of these no-name guys like Sean Washington's the guy who stood out for San Antonio, who you mentioned earlier, had the two sacks, um, two more quarterback hits to go with it, had a forced fumble. He was the one that drilled the quarterback. Um, so he was kind of the guy. And this guy had, had a few snaps in the NFL as preseason, but nothing you know, nothing really more than that. Uh, you're right to move on from San Antonio, who are my team, San Antonio. Maybe yeah. Got to start watching them, learn a bit about them. Yep. San Diego Fleet is the last team. Their coach is Mike Martz. Do you know who, what Mike Martz is famous for? I do from watching the game, but I can't remember on top of my head. Greatest show on turf. Yes, yes, sorry. The yep. St. Louis Rams. Um, the year they broke all the passing records, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. Um, they won the Super Bowl that year when the Titans guy got tackled like half a yard short. He was the offensive coordinator of that, of that group. So this is a guy with it ton of 
a, a just a crap load of offensive talent that managed to put six points on the board in the in the alliance. So look, I'll, I'll give him a minute for that. I'll give him some time. I imagine his offense is fairly complicated, and it might take a few weeks for these guys to pick it up. The standout guy for this group for me is Gavin Escobar. Yep. He was an early second round pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Never really worked out. Was a good blocker, but I think he scored something like sixteen NFL touchdowns in you know five or six years. So probably not even four or five years. This is a guy who kind of didn't work out. He he was a bust. I remember he was kind of the guy they thought would take over from Jason Witten. Turned out Witten went like five more years longer, so he couldn't. But yeah, this guy had a ton of talent and just couldn't put it together in the NFL. And I'm sure he's looking for another shot. He was the guy in this game. Uh, four four catches, sixty six yards. So they can build around a guy like that. It doesn't really matter though how much talent he has when both quarterbacks played terrible. Yes, three interceptions within the two of them. Yeah. Berkovich got lit up on that one play. Oh, also, I don't flag that stuff oh, in man, the so alliance. Just to see a quarterback get drilled, yeah. his helmet come off, and be like, "Yeah, it's clean football." Yep. That was fun. Yep. Refing actually didn't annoy me. I, I thought it would piss me off. They were quite good. I thought they were good as well. And you know what? We'll quick touch on it now. The going to the sky judge is fantastic. Yeah, so one guy and just I makes a call. loved how they talk through it on screen. Um, I didn't love one of the calls that they made. So, the, but but do, do you know what talking through it does? It gives you an explanation. Yes. So, look, you can, be, you can agree or disagree. And yeah. I, with the local leagues, I have a problem with the refs. They call something and you go, okay, well, why'd you call that? Like, oh, because oh, that, that's the call. And so then, no, we'll explain why. Because then yeah. we can, if, if you've got a, and the ones that respond and go, I called that because the guy grabbed his arm and he pulled him and that's what I thought I saw. And whether I agree I see it or not, if they have any, a reason why, I go, okay, that's fine. I can, I can take that because you've told me why you called it and yeah. that's what you saw. Whether you saw it or not, that's not my, it's not my right to judge. It's where the, it's the ones that go, oh, and they panic and go, oh, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I thought it was there, you know? Yeah, and that's good. That's what it, it, it was clarity, and it also allows the league to not hopefully have to come back after the game and explain what just happened when everyone's all riled up and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like with the when, NFL, when the Asterix Rams make it to a Super Bowl because of the worst refing call in the history of sports, and of everything that the uh, alliance is doing, this is one of the ones that I really hope the NFL is paying attention to. This would make a huge difference. Transparency with refing is huge. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they did a good job. Hopefully, they can take some notes from that. The other things I wanted to quick mention about the Alliance that I enjoyed. Um, game time, much quicker. Uh, the average game was half an hour faster than an NFL game. Um, it makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. Uh, you wouldn't think that taking that much off the play clock makes a big difference, but it made a big difference. And the ad, but they didn't have as many ads. And when they ran an ad, they did the thing like the AFL does and stuff, where they did it on the side. Um, granted, can they get some more sponsors that aren't just in the Navy Federal Credit Union? <laughs> because that's the only ad they ever played. They'll get there. Give them a go. <laughs> Give them a go. The one where the guy's standing on the other guy's shoulders. I saw that 900 times on the weekend. Um, yeah. I'm sure they're a fantastic credit union. They're the Navy. I don't know. But yeah. Um, but I like that. Um, and I understand that that probably won't be the case as the league grows. If the league grows, they might have to get more ads. That's fine. Or they could go the route of you know soccer or something and get logos on jerseys and stuff like that. But we'll, we'll see. But it was it felt so much quicker. Um, I really enjoyed that. Like we like we spoke about already. No kickoffs. I didn't even mind at all. I did not mind. We were so close though to seeing what the onside kick rule is, where 
if you're within if you're within a certain amount of points with two minutes remaining and you score a touchdown you can then you have a chance on a fourth and 10 on i think the 15 yard line to just make it one try if you get that you can continue your drive um that would have been really interesting to see that's how they do an onside kick wow um the overtime rules are interesting. They're much more college style, so both teams get a go at scoring. Um, for a league that is doing its best to get rid of kickers, there sure was a lot of field goals. Uh, but that's just the nature of where the, the you can't, you'll is, never get rid of field goals. Like no, and they're also I think that because the game is so much faster and it's got slightly different rules. Coaches and stuff and players don't know exactly how to tweak it yet. Like you don't when when you're an NFL player, if you uh, like a bottom guy and you go off to the CFL, your game isn't quite the same. Like no. it's the same basic game, but you skills play it with are the same. skills are the same, but yeah. the schemes and all that sort of different. And this will develop. They'll have to develop their own style of playing for certain situations and stuff like that. And the game will get better. And in saying that, it wasn't that bad. No, I seriously, I felt. Better watching that than college football. Yep, I honestly did. People can bag it how you want. I, at least they had some guys who could play defense. Like probably a little bit too much, but you know, at least they didn't just keep running up scores. There was a bit of strategy to it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, so I think um, all in all, first week we'll see how it develops. But we'll do not not as in depth as this every week. But we just wanted to do a bit of a special for it and talk about it and get people excited because it's football. There's nothing else on right now. There was if no you're a college guy, an NFL guy, it doesn't matter. This is all that's on. So get around it, support it, enjoy it, and hope it build because if this becomes a genuine feeder league for the NFL and they can put practice like squad guys in this roster and stuff like that and put guys in it, this league could end up becoming really, really good. Like, yeah. It could become an awesome competition. Uh, we'll do quick, two, one quick thing before we go. Uh, Regan asks, will the NFL, seeing how much the fans like the big hits, uh, probably pro- possibly drop their tight rules around no. hitting QBs? I don't think Dollars so. Dollars and cents, Regan. Nah. That's, all they're, that's all they're counting in the NFL. They don't care about what the fans think about hitting QBs. They don't want stars out for a season. 100%. That's the last thing that they want. With this league, it doesn't matter if Berkovich goes out because he was atrocious anyway. Um, it wouldn't really, like, if the best quarterback went, you'd be like, hey, that sucks for him. Yeah. But it's not really going to affect the league that much. Whereas if Aaron Rodgers goes down and misses the season, Green Bay become unbearable to watch. Yep. And that's what the NFL don't want because they want ratings and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So. I think we'll leave it there. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, so no live show next week, but live shows be are done until, podcast. Yeah, so podcasts um, will come out. We'll start putting on some interviews at the end of them. So they will be a bit shorter with us, but there'll be an interview. On hopefully every one of them we can whack an interview on. We'll do our best. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in. Website, thevaultstudio.com.au. You can find all our stuff on there. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash thevaultstudio. Uh, thank you, Dan. Good no to problem. have you back full time. Thank you, Rich. I don't know if I can do it without him. <laughs> <laughs> he's back for draft day and Pro Bowl. That's what he said. He's coming for the Pro Bowl preview. That's um, what he's after. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think that's it. Uh, Dan, get us out of here. One quick oh yeah what do you got quick thing uh you mentioned a uh, review let's read a review shall dim, we? dim the lights shall we do it properly i don't think i read this one before this is an older one 
Uh, J Train sixty four Jules writes. One of the hosts is a superstar and knows what he is talking about. The other one seems to know a lot about da- the Dallas Cowboys. Give it a listen. Running back watermelon out. <laughs> I don't get that joke, but it's for you. So I'm sure you get it. Watermelon was a guy when we were in the SEN days that started calling in when we were on live and yeah, commenting on stuff. <laughs> it was Jakiz Watermelon who was a Dallas Cowboys running back, and it was either him or. Um, Darren McFadden. It was who was going to get more yards. <laughs> so, yes, that that's our man. Good, good to hear from you, Watermelon. I hope you still fight. Hope seeing the Alliance trying to fight that fight back into the NFL. Uh, no, that's it. Oh, that's it from that's me. It. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. See you next no week. Don't go chasing field goals or kickoffs. Don't chase those kickoffs. Just cut them. Cut them. See ya. <laughs>